podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, it's Chris here from the Gallagate Shots YouTube channel. Just to let you know, as always, this podcast is now part of the 90 Minute Football Network and proudly sponsored by www.pt-4-u.co.uk. Enjoy the episode. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. We are here for another match preview. It's getting a regular thing, this Daryl. We're actually putting match previews out every single game. <laughs> makes a change, doesn't it? Unheard of, mate. <laughs> um, we haven't even really had a reaction on the channel since the win against Crystal Palace Aye. midweek there. But Eddie Howe did it, mate. He's matched Sir Bobby Robson's record. Six home consecutive victories. The atmosphere at St. James's Park once again, yeah. it's up there, isn't it? It's uh, it's maintaining that that buoyant and, and everybody's just chuffed a bit at the minute, aren't they? Oh, the whole the whole place is buzzing, isn't it? I mean, it's not just the ground, but the city. Um, you could feel it in the build up to the game, you know, there was a nice positive atmosphere out there. Um, you know, we had a couple of drinks outside the Shiraz before the game, and it was just a nice sunny afternoon, pleasant atmosphere, everybody looking forward to the game. And then when you got inside the ground and you saw the another great display by War Flags in in support of Alan St Maximin, and the whole place was just rocking the whole night. And you know, the noise coming from every part of the ground. Yeah, there's a lot of noise coming, and loads of different bits and bobs. You know, you had the lad with the flag and the leases running across. The He's done it a few leases. times. He's, He's done it a few are. times. Yeah, he normally does it when we score a goal. Um, I, he started doing it towards the end of the game. Did I? I, I, I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't think Palace were on the attack yeah. when he started doing it. I was like, oh. Oh, mate, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I clocked him when he was doing the set off, and I just thought, that's just mint. And I was just like, you know, I got into a conversation on, on Twitter yesterday about other things that, like, we haven't seen, maybe seen for a while. And somebody mentioned the Indian war cry, hmm. which I don't really remember. But then having had the discussion, found out he was at Leeds a couple of seasons ago when we the championship, and I vaguely remember him being there. Um, and then you've got the, uh, the memorable figures in the ground who would do certain things like the Whistler and that. And, yeah. And Scud as well. I'll give him a shout as well for his <laughs> for his bits and bobs. But yeah, I mean, it, it's just, you can tell that the place is on the rise. It's, it's buzzing, mate. It's, it's, it's really... buzzing. Like you said, it's not just the club itself. It's it's the area, yeah. the city centre. It, it's thriving at the it minute, is. mate. And it's, it's only going to get better and better. Yeah. Like you said, the, the noise coming from different parts of the stadium. I was in the Platinum Club uh, on Wednesday and normally I'm in Gallagher. And mm-hmm. the noise in the Gallagher when you sat there, it's loud. But in, when you get to different parts of the ground, you you don't get a true reflection of what yeah. it's like because the acoustics at St. James' Park are shocking. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, mate, I got the, the pleasure of listening to like, Level 7 because right. obviously they were loud. Then I could hear Gallagher, the Strawberry Corner. It's, it's amazing, mate. It really is. And it's just a shame that now we'll have to travel away from home. I know. It's, uh, oh, we've got two left. We've got two, two left. left. We've got Liverpool and Arsenal. Shame that the Arsenal game is on a Monday night. Aye. That is a Aye. shame. But it is what it is. We've just got to get on with it. And hopefully we'll be looking for eight consecutive wins Imagine. on that one. I know. I know. We might have a say in the title race yet. We might well do. So let, let's get straight into this preview. Um, Norwich. Norwich, obviously, bottom of the league there, mate. Being, I'm not going to say playing well, but they've, they've improved, um, I would say. 
give Manchester United a good run for their money. Uh, last time out, it was 3-2 because of Cristiano Ronaldo. Hatrick had a fantastic game against them. Um, Carroll Road is somewhere where we normally don't do too well. Um, I've been twice and I'm yet to see a Newcastle United win there. We've normally played pretty shocking <laughs> when we go to Carroll Road, but that was all under the previous ownership, the previous management. Yeah. Listening to Eddie Howe's press conference today, something which we do every single match day, it's probably the best 25 minutes of the day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's one of the highlights of the week. It's amazing just hearing a manager uh, speak well about the football club and the mm-hmm. players and listen to his preparation to the game because he knows what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. And it's been a long time since we've had that um, at the club. He said that there may be some rotation in the squad because this will be our third game yeah. in a week. And, and two difficult fixtures that were just played there with Leicester and Palace. So, what are you expecting those changes to be? Um, I think he may make a couple of rotations in midfield. I don't know what he'll do about the front line. Um, the options are there, I suppose, but I think he might try and stick with that front three. Um, I think simply because he'll probably think we can get at Norwich and cause them problems with those mm. those three, especially the four Miggies now in, and you know with Alan, you know what you get with Alan Bersman, yeah. he's just a live wire. I think you'll probably make rotations in the midfield. Maybe you might see Joe Willock start. He's been coming on as a sub the last yeah. couple of games since his injury. Um, Obviously, and, had a huge seeing that goal against oh, Leicester yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe even you might just put Sean Longstaff in as well. And I think. I think one of the casualties of that, if he does decide to rotate, will be Joel Linton, mm. particularly out of out of everybody. I think um, you know he's got this injury that he's playing with and managing while while we're going through the end of the season here. But I think he'll probably make Joel Linton one of those changes. In terms of the back line, I think a lot of rumours of Lascelles coming back into yeah, the team. Yeah, I think if that is a case. If Lascelles does get another opportunity mm-hmm. and he's in that starting eleven as club captain, which one of the defenders gets dropped? Is it Fabian who when you're gonna lose the lot of the possession, I would say, mm-hmm. with Fabian. He likes to, to take the ball on little journeys yeah. now and again. So you're gonna lose that if you're playing with Dan Byrne and uh, Jamal Lascelles, because yeah. both those are your old school esque defenders. Mm-hmm. That's not an insult as such, but they're not comfortable with the ball at the field. Yeah. Dan Byrne probably a lot more so than Jamal Lascelles. Absolutely, yeah. And I think I think you're probably right. I think it will be Fabian that makes way if Eddie goes down that route. Um, I think simply because from what we've seen from Eddie in his time, especially since he's had January transfer window to work with, he likes balance. So he likes, in his back four, he's got two right-footers playing mm. on the right-hand side and he's got two left-footers playing on the left-hand side. And I made a comment a few weeks ago, I think it was before the Wolves game, where there was a bit of rumour going around about the doubt about Dan Byrne actually playing in that game. Yeah. And I thought the obvious choice for me would have actually been Paul Dummett on the pure fact that he brings balance to that back four mm-hmm. as a left footer. Um, obviously, that didn't come about and Dan Byrne did play, but I think that would be the option in Eddie's mind simply because he likes to have balance in the squad. I think there'll be a change up top. Do you? So Chris Wood has played every single game. Since he arrived at the mm. club, if I, I'm pretty positive that's correct. Yeah, he's played um, game. Massively influential in that nine um, game on beaten run that we went on. I think Dwight Gale will get a chance. Dwight Gale likes playing against Norwich. Mm. And I think 
just out of the position that we find ourselves in at the moment, where we're all but safe mathematically. Yeah. Um, I think Dwight Gale will get a chance. I wouldn't be surprised, you know. In anything that Eddie will do, it wouldn't surprise me, and I, you know, it wouldn't make me question his decision making either. Mm. Trust, I trust him in what he's going to do, and if that's what he wants to do, then by all means. If it is Dwight Gale, like it's a shout ahead of Chris Wood, it probably changes tactics slightly. Yeah, Dwight Gale is definitely not renowned for holding the ball up. He's he's obviously playing off the last man on the shoulder of the defender. That might make it an interesting game. Because obviously the ball's got to stay on the ground a lot more yeah. when it comes to that. And you want to involve your midfield a lot more in that situation. Whether Bruno keeps it spot or they give him a rest as well. It's something which it might work in our favour. I think you're right. And I think, you know, it may even change us as like the dynamic of the team to be one, especially at Norwich, that will sit back. And then we really will look to break and get them on the counter attack mm. because they do like the flood forward when they attack. It's their type of football that they've had and I think Dean Smith's carried it on a little bit they will commit bodies forward and if we've got St Maximin and Almiron and Gale up front you know there's a lot of pace there and with Gale's ability to finish in the box you know I think that would be perfect a perfect suit a lot of shouts as well which I've seen on social media the last 24 hours is for Jacob Murphy to, to get a run out if Jacob Murphy is to get a run out you're probably dropping Saint, I would say, and you can't drop Miggy after he scored a goal. Yeah, you can't yeah. do Miggy's performances have improved a lot the last couple of games. So you're not taking Miggy out, Miggy yeah. out of that that um, starting eleven. Definitely he's, not for me. He's done so well since Ryan Fraser's injury. He's really capitalised on that. And you know, that that's... goal, that goal is probably one of the better goals I've seen at St James's Park this season. Oh yeah, it was absolutely. Everybody thought it was going out for a throwing leg. <laughs> well, you know it is. I didn't, you know, he, he took the shot and I thought, oh, he's, it's going to go over the bar here or it's going to hit the post or something. And then all of a sudden he just nestled in that top corner. Mm. Couldn't get any further in the corner yeah. if he'd tried. And obviously we just kicked off and it all went up in there. But I think, you know, I think it would be nice to see Jacob Murphy get a run out, especially against his former club as well. True. Didn't even think about, completely forgot about that. <laughs> completely forgot about that. Where's his brother these days? Is he still at Norwich? Did he, he, did, no, he, he moved he, on the season moved, after, didn't he? he? Yeah, he did. He I got he Birmingham. No, Cardiff. Cardiff. I don't know if he's still there, though. Might have to... Mm. No idea. <laughs> um, but, right, let, let's just get straight down with me. One of the things that I did want to touch on, there's a lot of fans, and this was brought up in Eddie Howe's press conference as well, seeing will Newcastle now be in holiday mode. Would you expect that from these, these sets of players now? No, because I don't think Eddie would allow it. Yeah, so um, this is what Eddie Howe says in the conference. He says mm. that preparation won't drop, so yeah. I wouldn't expect standards exactly. to drop, Yeah, which is... Exactly what I would Music think as well. Yes, isn't it? Exactly. That's exactly what we want to hear. And one of the arguments is that these a lot of these players are playing for their future at Newcastle United and being part of this project. Yeah. So for them to start dropping performances, they'll probably know if the borderline now, if you're going to stop drop performances, you're probably going to be out the door come yeah, the summer. You can't, they cannot afford to do it. You know, it, you know, they want to stay here for at least another season while the transition begins yeah. and everything begins to build in terms of how we transform the club. And they really do need to play out of their skins in these last few games, whether or not we're safe or not. Well, we are safe, but and I will say that, but we, you know, they have to play out mm. of their skins. And, you know, not, not a lot of easy games to come up either. You know, you mentioned there Liverpool, and we've got Man City as well, and Arsenal. You know, these are games where they're pretty much in the window to secure their future. You could even argue that the Burnley game as well, mate, because it looks like they're going to be fighting right time mm. in that last game of the season. And, and it could be make or break that, that, really that last could, game. Yeah. Yeah, with the, the run that they're on uh, and the points, unexpected points that Burnley are picking up and, and Everton, yeah, their running is 
shocking oh, to say the least. I've oh. said it before, you know, I wouldn't want their running like no. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the Derby coming out the weekend as well. <laughs> yeah. And then I think they've got two two games that both both of the games against Leicester are still to come out mm. played them at all yet after the cancellations at Christmas. Yeah. Um so God knows. Uh, like I say, I wouldn't want it to be us in that in that situation for sure. So let's get straight into our match predictions. There's just the two today, so mm-hmm. they're not going to go as long as normal this sort of video the podcast. So what are you expecting in regards to performance and result, Daryl? Um touched on it earlier, and if Eddie makes particular changes that we've mentioned and we go for a more direct counter-attack um type of game, then I would like to think we'll maybe be able to nab a draw. I mean, current form that we're in with the three straight wins that we've had at home in these last few games, you would, I know there'll certainly be a lot of the crowd out there will be looking to see us take all three points tomorrow. However, a point from away from home is a good point no matter what. So I would be quite happy to take a draw tomorrow just to keep we're ticking over. Again, push we're further away from the bottom three. Um, and help was just consolidate ahead of a couple of really, really tough games coming mm. up. So looking at this game on paper, and you should never look at a game on paper, but you would think, obviously, like you said, the runner form at Newcastle is on the confidence in those players and the performances that we're seeing on the field up against a team who struggled all season and is sat dead bottom mm. of the Premier League table. You would say Newcastle should easily stroll past Norwich, yeah. I would say. You yeah. would say that, but knowing our recent form, at Carroll Road, yeah. I'm probably with you. Mm-hmm. I, I think the home crowd is going to have a, a huge say in this one. But if we get an early goal, then we could have a decent day we at Carroll Road. We really, we really could. could. But you just never know. You never know in the Premier League. You, you really don't. And I'm, I'm sitting here saying that Norwich will be fighting. As much as we're sat here saying that we're confident we're staying up, Norwich fans are probably sat there confident that they're going down. Yeah. So I know it's not mathematically certain as of yet, but it's it's going to happen. Yeah. So for me, I think me me head says one one, mm-hmm. but I would like to see a performance where we we'll bag a few goals. I, I really would, even if it's an end to end game and it's similar to that that game at Old Trafford. Yeah. I would like to see a handful of goals. Yeah. I really would. I th- when was the last time we saw that? It's been a while since. Yeah, we've not been known for scoring a lot of goals this well the last few years, and you we've know, been spraying the 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 the, um, the goal mouth in it and plenty of oh, shots yeah. at goal non target, but converting them to, to goals is something which we haven't really seen this season. Yeah. So I, I want a few. I yeah. want a few. So my head says one one, hot four two. Mm, I would take that. That would be the Fort, end. Of course you would take it. Of course I would, yeah. But <laughs> a, a nice, like you say, a nice high-scoring game like that. A bit of entertainment mm. for a change. Yeah. You know, you know, we've, we've, I suppose we've probably lacked that and I don't want to come across as overly critical. I couldn't I couldn't be any further from that. But a nice entertaining game would be quite a refreshing change from what we've seen. Although I would still take a scruffy 1-0 if it were yeah, going to win. Of course you would. Of course you would. What I want to showcase now... Um, People that did watch the, the the match preview last week um, when we were preparing for the Crystal Palace game, we had Scott uh, with us. Uh, Scott is a regular on the channel. He will be on extra time tonight as well, which is going out at 8.30. Um, so this is Scott's prediction. I will just play it now. So this is what he predicted for the Crystal Palace game. Give, give us your match prediction, mate. What, what scoreline are you going for? So like I said earlier, I don't think it'll be very high scoring. Palace don't score many away, um, and I'm hoping they don't score any away tomorrow, and I'm going for a 1-0. 
a one 0 win. I think we'll score early. Go on, Scott. Maybe it's in the thirtieth minute, thirty thirty fifth minute. They seem to concede around that time. It seems like <laughs> they, they really kind of drop off a bit, and then they pick it up Jesus. near the end. But yeah, I'm reckoning 30, 35 minutes. Say, better go. Thirty, thirty-five. Can you be a bit more specific, Scott? I don't like this. Thirty, uh, 30 thirty-five. Two minutes and forty uh, seconds. So Scott predicted um, Newcastle would win one nil and score thirty-second minute. That's good going. That <laughs> he wasn't mate. far off, was he? That's good going. That mate. I remember, you know, when when he was wheeling away to celebrate, Miggy, and I looked at the clock and I thought, I've seen Scott's prediction. I thought, I tell you what, he's nailed it. Like he really did nail it. I mean, I know he wasn't completely spot on, but by God, he was close. He's absolutely nailed it. And there was a couple myself. of comments on Twitter straight after I was saying, "Has anybody watched the Gallagher shots yeah. preview?" That they actually nail it on that. So we thought it was only right. To get Scott back on, and, and Scott has recorded a video for us with his prediction, and I'll just pop it on now. Hi guys, Scott here for my prediction this week. I think it'll be a three-nil win to Newcastle. I think we'll score in the first ten minutes. I think we'll score around the hour mark, and then I also think we'll score in the last ten minutes. Have a good one. So, not only has Scott predicted a Newcastle um, goal fest of three goals. Um, he's also predicted the minutes oh. on it again. <laughs> he's had the uh, stats out again. So he thinks we're going to score early, uh, around about 10 minutes. thinks we're going to score around about the hour mark and in the last 10 minutes of the game as well. So Scott may actually be the Gallagher Shots oracle. We'll soon find out. We'll soon three, find three out. 3-2 win, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll soon find out. Um, but that's us done, mate. Um, anything you want to add before we wrap this one up? Um, I would just like to say, like, the last time I was at Norwich, we didn't win either. So it would be nice to turn that around. You know, you mentioned earlier the form. I think we've lost our last... Well, we haven't won in our last seven visits. Mm. Um, not since, I think, 2006-7. From what I remember rightly, was the last time we won down there. But I'm just looking forward to it. It's just nice. Different team, different attitude. Yeah. Relaxing. Full of confidence. It's, we can be relaxed now. Pressure's off, mate. Yeah. Pressure's off. We can enjoy it. Which, yeah, just... Just do what you do, lads. Just do what you want to do, lads. Um, safe travels to everybody who is going down to Norwich. We do realise that it is a pain in the arse to get there. So massive oh. round of applause to you guys. A lot of Newcastle fans heading down there. Um, like I said, Extra Time is being recorded Friday night at 8.30. Hopefully this video will be out before then. And plenty more to come. There might actually be a live watch along tomorrow as well for that Norwich game. So we'll might be back for that. Uh, thanks very much, everybody. Watch what you're doing. All the best. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.